Hello, welcome, and kumusta? In this episode, I would like to talk to you about educating students. Now, educating students, personally, I think it should be easy. And this is because we are occupational therapists. And we are only teaching them to be like us. In a sense, we are teaching our students to simply be like us. Now this becomes a bigger problem. Because it calls for us to know who we are. And it calls for us to know what we do. Now for us to teach as a group. This I meant us educators. To teach as a group, we all need to think as one. We need to have the same skills. We need to share the same values. Okay, going to the bare essentials. We need to have an understanding of our identity as a profession. And we will answer the what, how, and the why. Now, if we are able to answer this consistently as a group, then we should be more consistent in teaching our students, regardless of the university where they came from and regardless of their placement level. Now, let's talk about the what. Now, this is an overview. So, we'll be dealing with the details as we go along the way. We should be able to answer these following what's. Number one, what is the scope of the concerns of occupational therapy? You need to be able to answer... What are we responsible for as an occupational therapist or as occupational therapy team as a whole? We need to answer, what is that thing that made us a profession? We need to be able to answer, what is the area where we actually practice? Are you practicing in a hospital? It means you have different responsibility. Are we practicing or are you practicing in community? Which means you have a different practice as well. Are you practicing in the community? Are you practicing in mental health? Are you practicing in continuing care facilities? So these are the things that you need to consider. Another what question is, what are the expectations in the area of your practice? As I said earlier on, if you're working in an acute hospital, for example, then you really need to get the person home as soon and as safe as possible because there will be people that will need those acute hospital beds so it's not about discharge planning but it is all about you facilitating 
that flow because you or we have a responsible to keep those beds free. So in a hospital setting, that would be the expectation. You need to be able to answer what are the tools of the trade. So if you're an occupational therapist, and since we are occupational therapists, we are a profession, and every profession has a tool or tools of the trade. So you need to remind yourself, we need to remind ourselves, what are the tools of our trade? And we need these what's, the first what's. We need to know this by heart. And we need to be confident about this. So that we do not grow to be old occupational therapists still asking what we do or who we are. Yeah, on a personal note, I have been in lots of meetings, a group of OT speaking to one another in the country where I am speaking, United Kingdom, and there are committees here and there, and then everybody then, obviously, the leaders are all the middle-aged in the middle-aged population, and everybody is still asking, what do we do? Isn't that a little bit embarrassing, for lack of better words? You know, it should have been said at the very beginning, what what is the scope of what we do? What are we responsible for? What are those things that made us a profession? What is the area of practice? What are the expectations in the area of our practice? And what are the tools of this trade? This should be a staple. This should be known by heart. Okay? So those are the what questions. Now let us go to the how. Now, this is very, very simple. At the end of the day, we are teaching our students how to assess as an occupational therapist. We are teaching our students how to identify the problems that are pertinent to occupational therapy. And we are teaching the students how to plan the treatment that will solve the problems that are relevant to occupational therapy. And then, we have to teach our students how to treat relevant OT problems that we have identified. We need to teach them how to implement and deliver the treatment as an occupational therapist. We need to teach them how to end the service, meaning how do you discharge the patient? Or how do you say, that's it? There's nothing more that an occupational therapist can do. Okay. We need to teach them how to end the service when occupational therapy is complete. Another part of the how is that we need to teach students how to behave and conduct ourselves as an occupational therapist. We teach them how to see one patient 
just one. It starts with one patient. And then another. And then another. And then eventually, we teach them how to see an entire ward. And then, we teach students how to record everything that was seen, planned, and done. Are you still with me? Great. Now, let's go to the why. Okay. We need to understand why we do the way we do. Okay. When we're doing some things, why are we doing it? What is technically, we're teaching them the clinical reasoning, isn't it? So, we need to understand, we need to teach students to understand why we do the way we do. And we need to know the models of how we are viewing a person. Now, there are very different models. And all of these, because we know of them, it just meant that our community has accepted them. So, not there's no model that is right or wrong. It's just a matter of, of, your, of your perspective, you know, of your preference as an occupational therapist. So... It's almost like a religion. Excuse me for putting this into this kind of conversation. It just means that we're all going to the same direction. It's just a matter of how we get there. Okay? Alright? It's just the mode of transport. So the models, it's just one way for us to see or how we see an individual or how we see a person. But these are very important because it tells us why we do the way we do. Okay? Have you heard of the EHP? Which is the Ecology of Human Performance Model? Or what about the CMOP-E? Yeah, Canadian Model of Occupational Performance. Okay, what about the PEOP? Person Environment Occupation Performance? Or what about the MOHO? model of human occupation these are, are are the few ones that are out there okay these are the models conceptual models and that is excluding the rehabilitation model the uh, other frames of references okay so we need to be well versed about all of those models you know ins and outs left and right yeah so when a student comes to you asking a question about one side you can actually negotiate and you can answer it in a supportive manner okay not as a teacher who is sucking the life out of students all right so we need to be well versed with this because if we are well versed with this students will follow our examples so why do most occupational therapists dislike model you know that's that's quite a very bad weakness. So if you dislike a model at a very early age or at a very early stage in your career as an occupational therapist, you're already discounting the reasons why you do the things the way you do. And then eventually you'll grow old to be a old clinician still asking for the reasons or still wanting to find the explanation 
and the definition of your profession. Okay, so we really need to be versed about this. Okay, so why do we dislike most of the models? Was it because our teachers and placement educators did not understand it as well? It is almost like that, isn't it? Or was it because that, you know, our educators did not put enough value in these models? So we need to change things around. We need to put value in these models so that we can pass this on to our students. Now, interesting, isn't it? Now, moving on. Uh, we need to know the frame of references on how problems are solved. Now, details about this we can address at a later date. Okay, Believe me, this what, how, and why, it just repeats itself over and over and over and over. Seriously, believe. I have been seeing this for the last 25 years Okay, and it is amazing what the insights of professional age can give. So, when it comes to different universities and we have to work with different students, it is technically similar. Like any other products, each university, okay, they package their OT program differently. So they package, they, they differ in the way on how they want their students to be assessed. You know, for example, you know, they want to be, uh, they, they want their students to be assessed on safety in practice. So if a student knows what and how to assess and treat, then they'd be safer, wouldn't they? Now, if a student follows the safe guidelines of the place, which is the what, then they'd be safer, wouldn't they? Yeah? Now, sometimes the university wants to assess them on clinical and professional reasoning. They package it in this respect. So going back to the what, why, and how, you know? Now, if the student knows why they are doing what they are doing, and they are able to say it out loud, then they're clinically reasoning. They're clinically reasoning well, aren't they? Or sometimes the universities want the students to be assessed on their professionalism. So if a student is trained well to do the job of an occupational therapist, they'd have a higher chance of being a proper, proper professional, won't they? You know, if we model professionalism, then it is easier for a student to act professionally. Yeah. Client management, interpersonal skills, information management. You know, there are many ways the universities want to assess their students. But everything zeroes in on a student's assessment skills and abilities, a student's ability to identify problem a student's ability to plan the treatment, their treatment planning skills and their abilities, how they implement the treatment, 
and their skills and their abilities. So, remember, teaching the local procedures. So, when people go and have a placement at your place and you just teach them the local procedures, right? This is wrong because, you know, it may not be transferable to other practices unless you want to hire those students in the end. You know, but what we should be doing is we should be teaching the very basic. We need to teach the students the what, the hows, and the whys of the OT profession. It is actually doable. So, remember, like, we, or even our students, we can't and we shouldn't assess what is beyond the scope of your profession. Okay? We, as occupational therapists, and then the students as well, you know, we shouldn't treat aspects that are beyond the scope of our profession. Okay? That OTs shouldn't be addressing problems that are not in the position to be addressed. So, an OT should not be addressing problems that a speech therapist should be doing or should a dietitian should be doing. You know, so if we know this, then we and our students will be able to clinically reason. We, because we are setting the example, and our students should be able to do the job and be professional about it. It just means that we or our students should be able to see as many patients as we can or as they can, and we and our students should be safe with their practice so moving onwards uh, it's it's good to have an open conversation so what are the concerns what are your concerns in your practice at the moment and where do you want to go as a department you know what do you envision as a department okay what are the challenges There you go, guys. So I've just spoken to you about the the what, how, and the why. And uh, I just spoke to you about how to educate a student, some of the concepts and some of the concerns. I've just simplified it to answering what, the how, and the why. And uh, once you know these things, then hopefully you should be able to teach your students how to assess, how to identify problems, and how to treat. And it will translate on all aspects of their clinical education. So there you go. Thank you so much for paying attention and staying with me. And I hope you learned a little something today. So if you have, just pass it on to others. Have that discussion. Have that joint learning. Grow together, guys. So this conversation this ot conversation is it a rant is it a random information okay is it a relevant information okay i would say there is a bit of a rant involving occupational therapy there is a relevant information regarding occupational therapy as well so this is a riot conversation just remember guys anything you do matters and has an outcome until next time, bye!